Hello, hello. This is your host Yutima, and welcome to My Food Lens podcast, where we talk about everything from food photography, styling to business and mindset. After 15 years as an architect, I switched careers, and I'm now a professional food stylist and food photographer based in Singapore. I'm also the founder of the business My Food Lens, where we help clients elevate their brand through drool-worthy photos. My motto is put your best food forward. Well, here on this podcast, I promise to keep it raw and real and hope you find your answers, action and inspiration as we move through the episodes. Welcome to another episode of My Food Lens podcast. I'm very excited for our guest today and it's because I have a personal connection with her. She is one of India's top food bloggers and someone I met a few years ago in Singapore when I had kind of just started getting into food photography. At that time, not many people know that at that time I was kind of considering food blogging as a full-time career. I actually started my creative journey as a food blogger. Of course, the food blogging part never saw the light of the day because I shifted gears and quickly went into the photography side. But I still remember that early on in my creative days is when I met Uma Raghuraman. Yup, she's our guest today. I met Uma at a cooking workshop here in Singapore, and I still remember. The food that she made was of course like jaw dropping drop dead delicious you know so 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 awesome but i still remember that there was something about uma at that time itself uma was a very well acclaimed food blogger in india but there was a sense of humility humbleness love for food passion there was something so genuine so down to earth and just so grounded about her that she immediately connected to the people who were in that room and that's why if i tell you today the achievements that uma has you'll you'll just be blown away uma is of course a food blogger all right so she's also a cookbook author she's a past server blog award winner she has also won the netflix my chef's table instagram contest and this year 2022 she made it on the forbes india list like that's no joke boss she was voted as one of the top 100 digital creators by forbes india this year so clearly oma knows her game clearly she's coming from the right place and clearly she's hitting the mark again and again and again and which is why she hit the mark for me right when i met her and i wanted to bring her here today because i think that she can share so many big value bombs with us all about food blogging because god knows she's a master at it right all right so with that on to uma hi uma and welcome to my food lens podcast oh my god it's amazing to have you you know whenever i have yes i usually start by saying i'm delighted to have you it's my honor to have you on the podcast but for you i think i'm just going to say thank you for gracing the podcast with your presence because i think that's your aura that's how i see you you know you are humble and simple and yet you are reaching such new heights and i i think that's how i see your food blogging as well it's simple it's down to earth it connects so deeply to people and yet you have taken food blogging to a whole different height and we'll get into that all the nitty gritty all about that very soon but i just want to shake it out i want to get a bit of energy and a bit of you know fun into this 
I'm going to ask you to start us with something fun about yourself. Tell us something fun, something interesting that we might not know about you. Hi, Dutima. Thank you so much for the intro and for the love, actually. It's because of uh, love from people like you, my followers, that I've got what I have today. Thanks to you all. So thank you so much for having me. And uh, interesting question, actually. Yes. I think everybody knows that I cook. That is one passion of mine. But then there is another passion also, that is music. Oh, wow. Uh, so maybe not many people know that I'm a trained singer. So I'm uh, classically trained. I've learned Carnatic music for eight years, seven to eight years. Even few years ago, also I went and I was learning more. So there's always so much to learn. Bhajans is something I really love. Oh, so I wow. I love singing bhajans and I love listening to bhajans. So that is something I think oh not many God. people. That is very interesting. <laughs> so you are creative in the true sense. Your photography is an art, singing is an art, music is an art. So you're really immersed in all forms of art. That's amazing. And also for our listeners who don't know what bhajans are, bhajans are basically devotional songs to God and um, like a prayer song. So that sounds like that's one of Uma's favorite music. <laughs> and I think another thing I would just add is just for the fun element is, I think many will love this. I love uh, earrings actually. Ooh. Uh, good <laughs> and, and so wherever I, see, <laughs> wherever I go, that's something I pick up. Like if I see a good earring, I can't resist it. So I have to get the earring if it is big or small. Because growing up, that is something they would say don't wear. Because in school also, they would say don't wear huge earrings. You'll have to wear something very small. So throughout my growing up years, I won't only start earring, you know. I always used to see people having long earrings and wearing long earrings and always think, wow, how lovely. I wish I could wear those. <laughs> so all those desires, you know, now I'm fulfilling. The biggest of the biggest earrings also, I would like to try and, you know, have. so I have a huge collection of earrings. So, you know what to give me. Uh, yes, you know? yes, absolutely. <laughs> no spices for you. <laughs> only yeah. earrings. I think that is something not many people know. <laughs> uh, I think so. And... I can see you right now. So I want to tell everybody who's listening that I'm looking at Uma and she's wearing the most beautiful peacock necklace and she's wearing these huge chunky earrings. And I was so happy that she showed up like that for a podcast interview. So she's looking lovely I right, can right make, now. I can actually make a lot of content only based on my earrings and jewelry sets I have. Of course, oh. they're not very expensive. I wouldn't invest in gold and things like that. Even the junk jewelry, they're just so beautiful. So many creators there and I just love them. Love and collecting. You, and, and you carry it so beautifully, Uma. Like this is looking so Thank lovely. You. And I think actually I have to say that I think I see that love for the traditional, for, for the background that you come from. I feel that in your photos as well because you bring those elements of saris, you bring all of that. So I, I'm going to get into that in just a little bit. But let's just start with blogging tell us when you started and how is it different today because i think food blogging has gone through a whole 360 degree turn especially yeah. recently yeah. so tell us what it was when you began and how is it today for you uh, see it has always been difficult for me i would say that it's never been easy because it's like getting into something which you don't know absolutely you know cooking but how do you express it how do you convey it uh, whether it is writing whether it is photography for me personally, it has always been a challenge because I am not from a technical background. I'm not from a computer. I'm not an engineer. I'm not, I didn't have access to computers and uh, I've been a teacher, but ah. this technical part of it has never been my forte. So I've always found it challenging. 
and difficult. Difficult, I would say, challenging. Yes, it has been. It's always been a learning curve. So even that time when when I got into blogging, I had to read a lot. So what it is, how to publish a post, what are the size of the photographs that you can upload inside the blogging, why something will not get uploaded. I still am in blogger only. So I started my blog with blogger and Google blogger. And I'm still in that only. I have my own uh, domain, but then it's still in blogger only because I'm very comfortable with it. And uh, for me, uh, conveying it is important more than the uh, more than the uh, aesthetics, aesthetics, aesthetics the presentation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all those things. I felt that it has to be conveyed. It's just like writing a letter, you know, the charm of a letter. Yeah. Now you yeah. have email. You have so many other forms of WhatsApp and other forms of things. But a simple letter has its own charm. So I. Consider my blog as that a simple place or an old book. It it may not be very beautiful. It may not have the latest graphics and other things. But then a book is a book and a old book, especially you know yeah, where what yeah. is there. Reference, you know, uh, it's like that. So that time it was like that. Now it is again. You see the latest. You take for example the latest things from Instagram has moved from the static posts to uh, reels, right? Yeah. That is the hottest trend, and people are not liking it. Again, why? Because it's something new. It's something you'll have to learn, adapt, and people always don't want change. You are comfortable <laughs> with something, and you don't want to change, right? Because again, that involves again a lot of new learning curve. I would say whether it is those days when I started in two thousand fourteen. Or when it is today, two thousand twenty-two, there are always challenges in this area of food blogging. There it's is never changing. Where you can be very comfortable, never, never. Mm. Uh, so I always find whether it is those days or these days, it there is always a challenge. And in whatever level you are, whether you're just a beginner, I was a beginner at that time, and now I'm eight years into it, but still. I find that it's continuous learning process, and there is challenges thrown at you every time. You feel that you're comfortable in something. Pictures, then they bring in IGTV. You're comfortable with IGTV. They bring in something else. There's always uh, right. something coming up. And do you think it was a bit like? I feel like there's also a lot more information available today. You know, for eight years ago, not many people were like how to be a food blogger. There weren't so many tutorials. There wasn't so much. You really had to get in and search how yeah. to build your website. And do you think that's changed today? More information yes. is available. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because now people are willing to share. Mm. Those days, people are not very willing to share. You know, if you are successful or if you are into it, they are not readily willing to share. At least in India, I would see that uh, not many people. Even if you come to recipes, you see people will not share their family recipes. They will say it's a secret, and they will not share the family recipes. Yes, but now <laughs> things have changed, right? Now yes, people yes. have opened up a lot, and uh, they are willing to share. so that i think definitely has changed those days it's very difficult you'll have to get into books or books even finding books is very difficult then there's pinterest and even in pinterest you'll have to search and see mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you'll have to really search how to do so many things how people are doing it and mm. even meeting people was difficult now you just do a dm you just you, it's so easy for us to interact right with right. the media. those days there is no chance for a creator to creator talk there's no heart to heart there and now people are very open and free and willing and very happy with success of others so which i think is a very good change it sounds like it's a good time also for folks to really do like think about food blogging if they are looking yeah. it as a career option this is absolutely. a good time <laughs> absolutely absolutely so i feel like it's very important for a food blogger to kind of have a very 
very narrow down niche like you know you can't create recipes for everybody food is so diverse and i feel like you've definitely chosen a niche for yourself so first of all i would love it if you can just tell our audience how you would describe your niche like what is the kind of recipes you create you know in one or two sentences if you can just give us a crux of that and then tell us how did you come down to that because i think that is a true challenge for a lot of food bloggers because everybody loves cooking but how do you come down to what is the real food that you can create for years after years after years so so yeah. tell us a little bit about your niche See, my mantra is very simple. I have three things: that is simple, healthy, and tasty. These are the three things. The recipe has to be very simple. The ingredients that are available uh, locally at any place, easily available ingredients, definitely has to be healthy. I don't like to add in any uh, thing which is not good for health because in the long run we are getting old every year, so it's not going to be sustainable. Uh, so something which is healthy. whether it is for kids or whether it is for us whether you're cooking for your family friends that is the second thing and definitely if it is not going to taste good then you are not going to repeat that recipe you are not going to do the dish so that is again a priority so these are the three things that i always focus on so if you see my recipes every recipe whether it is a cake or baking recipe or whether it is a regular everyday meal thali or anything there will be my touch in it where i make it a little more healthier than it is at the same time taste not compromised of course this is my mantra very cool and also i feel like you bring a lot of your ethnic culture and heritage and background and your family recipes um you have a very signature kind of a flavor palette that you create mm-hmm. within so one will not find you baking you know just chocolate cake like off the hook even if you create something it will be healthy and simple but mostly like majority of your recipes are very like is it from the place that you come from in india or tell us a little bit about the inspiration of your recipes see first when i started out it was only say i started out when my kids were in school and i was um, creating lot of lunch box recipes like for me personally the food i grew up as you say is very culture based so i grew up in a tamil brahmin family so uh, my recipes are basically tamil brahmin recipes so you will have a lot of heirloom uh, recipes and uh, those recipes but in the blogging i did not come to blogging to share those in the ah, initial days okay okay interesting yeah so what what was it like i am i was brought up in south india and i moved north because my husband's job demanded that so here in the north the Uh, recipes the dishes changes every 10 kilometers in india yes, so there is yes. so much of uh, difference in the spices to the way it's presented everything to the flour used everything there is a lot of difference so i there was a lot of learning curve for me and the important challenge that came with the move is packing lunch boxes because in the south if you see even today you have a separate bag lunch bag a small bag with a lunch box with the water mm-hmm. bottle the snack box and a napkin and a spoon maybe and it is very important that's why you have a separate bag for it but here it is it is incorporated into your backpack we don't know how children carry you know the water bottles also incorporated right. in the uh, backpack yep. and there's just one box small box which they carry and i was like so puzzled how will the <laughs> rice rice not pour out or the curd rice not uh, you know uh, pour out like what do you say spill yeah inside the bag and how do, do the mothers pack and half the time the tiffin box will come unfinished and uh, 
So I used to ask them, what do they bring and everything. So that's how you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. They used to tell me that uh, they bring snack in a box, and they used to roll the rotis with stuffing, and I used to learn a lot. So that time I started learning a lot of North Indian recipes. Then I started learning a lot of international recipes because that was the time when you had all these malls with the food hall and you know. Mm. The YouTube supermarkets, the YouTube supermarkets, the food, and the, the food, food courts with different restaurants and everything. You know, in Gurugram, it was really starting to uh, flourish that time. So my children were into pizzas and burgers and pastas were introduced, and you know, so all of those things. But at the end of it, I wanted it to be healthy because I thought this is not sustainable. I cannot right. send this every day like this, and it's not good for them. So how do I make it healthy? So that was the thing always going in my mind. I used to create new dishes. Mm. And I wanted to share this. Yes, and that's why I started my blog. Actually, oh, I thought, let me share those recipes. So every day after I pack my lunch box, I used to come and sit and write uh, oh, in wow. the diary. And that's how you what came up with your book, is it? Exactly, my genius lunch box. Wow! All right. Yeah, yeah. So my blog has more than hundred plus recipes actually. And uh, seeing that, the publisher came to me saying that why not take some from that and why don't you create some new ones also. and uh, because a lot of mothers that's how my followers started like my followers were initially all mothers mm. young mothers were looking for new ways to bring in uh, healthy food to the children you know yes. they will also have fun which is presented beautifully they will not know that there are healthy ingredients inside it's very tasty but uh, we know that it is very healthy inside it is something yep. that sustainable and children will love and will not go towards the junk so that is something uh, how i started and i love it i love that your niche actually came from i would say maybe a necessity and then it came yeah. with the curiosity and then it came with the desire to make it practical for your own children and actually so, it's fun i had lot of fun see i still have lot of fun when i create a new dish it's lot of fun you know because uh, one it's thrilling it's really thrilling because you don't know how it is going to be and the reaction how they are going to see and how they <laughs> going to and the naming of the dish even my dishes are all named differently because yes. it's new i asked my children to name it uh, you know and it's all new and creative uh, recipes so that's how and coming to the uh, you know the traditional part of it yeah the food that i have grown up with and i'm very very passionate about it even creating those lunchbox recipes it's because of this because i do not want my children to forget the roots mm, and i want wow those, i love it taste, yeah that taste palette to always remain you know and i think i'm successful in that because they love their rasam rice and uh, uh, you know sambar rice equally to the pizzas and pastas uh, and they do cook also so the, in that way i think it is very successful uh, formula which i have used so that was something and how to connect how to show my love for uh, the traditional recipes is what you see the representation because that is exactly how passionate i am, uh, I am about this yes as much yes. as i am about creating new recipes and we see it we can totally see it actually that is a bigger part of how i see your work i really see you connecting back to your roots and i feel like that is such a take away from what you're saying like you know to find one's niche and if one is confused one way to find your niche could be that you see where the gap is in your own life right how you can fulfill that and the second one is really connect back to the food that touches your heart which really you know strums the chord for you so there are different yes. ways that you can find your niche and for you ma you've literally you've brought all of them together and then come up with your 
simple, healthy, and delicious. You know, your three magic words yeah. that work for you. Fantastic. Love it. So I want to ask you something like you've, you've been a food blogger now for eight years. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And do you think there is a word like, can we say, can we call somebody a professional food blogger? Like I'm a professional food stylist, professional photographer, you know, but do you think, because I've not seen many people say that I'm a professional food blogger, but do you think that in a, in a true sense, we can say that, okay, this person is a professional food blogger. Would that be right to say? Definitely. See, uh, like any other profession, food blogging is a full-time job and uh, it requires a lot of time, effort and of course, skill. Without that, you cannot uh, be in that particular industry and you have these three, then definitely you're a professional. You have the skill. Yeah. And you're spending that much amount of time and energy in that particular field. You are a professional. Uh, mm-hmm. So definitely food blogging is a professional Perfect. job. And uh, yeah, if you're, especially if you're full time into it, dedicated to it. So I, I love that you bring up skills because you're using your skills. You're doing that full time. Uh, love it. You know, that is so true. But I have to, you know, since we're talking of skills, I have to tell you something. I have never seen anyone more skillful than you in making idli and dosa. So I still remember that you were in Singapore <laughs> and that's where I met you. You were in Singapore, yeah. you were hosting a cooking workshop and I was one of the participants at the workshop and I come from mostly East India and I've lived my life in North India. So I'm not familiar with South Indian techniques of cooking and idli and dosa is not my forte. So when mm. I saw you make that idli batter, it looked like a piece of heaven. Like I've never seen something so fluffy. It looked like cotton candy. I felt like, I don't know, I was in another world. And I have <laughs> honestly, being the most honest I've ever been in my life, I have never seen anyone make idli batter like that. So you truly have remarkable cooking skills. I have seen it firsthand, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but if I had to ask you, like food bloggers, this is not just the only thing they need, right? I mean, it's not just about cooking and knowledge of food. There's so many different skills you need. And I think you mentioned a little bit of that in the beginning, especially when you started out. What are the skills would you say that food bloggers need to make this like a profession? See, now there are different types of food blogging. So it's not initially, it was only recipe blogging when we started out. It was only recipe blogging and not any other type of blogging. But nowadays, there are so many food blogging also nowadays is going out to a restaurant, trying out food and then, you know, taking pictures of those and sharing your feedback. Even that is also food blogging nowadays. So the different types of uh, food blogging. So for any blogging, I think the first thing, like you had a first hand experience yes. in the workshop. <laughs> but <laughs> so that, that's, that's a great way to know this. Yes, she knows she has the skill. But then not everybody does that, right? In in blogging, people eat through their eyes. Mm. Through the eyes. Yeah. So that so first thing is photography. So since they eat through the eyes and you want them to either go to try out in the restaurant or try it out at home, they first need to be convinced that the food looks good. So photography is number one uh, skill that you definitely require for people to get tempted to try out the recipe. Or try out the restaurant. So whatever right. the case. So photography mm. is one skill that definitely you have to keep learning. And as you say, in challenging times, in today's times, times are changing. So the blogging is slowly getting into the video space, right? So nowadays, everybody does a video of the recipe. Even if you write the recipe, it's there in your blog. 
or it's many people do not have the blog still food bloggers because they are in the digital media space and that is still blogging but even that for that you need good photography and videography skills mm. so those two are like a must haves next third one is expressing like third one is your recipes if they are on point then you know people can try it out so before that i think you have to test it well mm-hmm. you have to try and test it taste it everything you know or that and then you put it out i think that is another thing so for that you need to be good at cooking uh, i would again insist on that uh, you know it is not that you try a recipe from somewhere you read from a book then you just try it on and then you do it i wouldn't uh, say that would take you far it right. should not be like that it should be something that you have done for years also it's okay if you don't share anything immediately till you perfect it till uh, you are convinced like it comes subconsciously to you in fact it's an interesting thing that you know uh, a cr you know uh, you know mm-hmm. he used to ask in the singapore workshop he used to ask me the same thing you know how is that that you do things just like that without referring to anything without seeing anything <laughs> how do you do uh, you know whether it's making idli or dosa whether it is styling or whatever it is he says you uh, used to tell that how do you do it without i've seen people uh, see res effort recipes even if they are in the workshop there will be a paper uh, with the recipes and the ingredients list you know because uh, that time from india to singapore the amount of ingredients that i carried you know yeah. you would have yeah. yeah. uh, so, uh, you know the showcase of all yes. the various spices names so i had uh, brought everything and the list also like from there to urad dal to everything so list was big for us to do that so i did not have any paper or anything used to tell and even there so used to ask how it because that is because of the years so i did not start blogging just like that there's around 15 years cooking experience of mastering yep. things before you start something so mm. that is something you know there's no hurry to immediately do something and share immediately share only those things that you are you feel you are the best at right yeah and you have you have mastered it then in that way people will also trust you your blog you know that's how you uh, develop the trust mm. of people otherwise you will not feel like going and visiting the site or the, the their instagram handle or anything again it is just simple pretty pictures then what is the use right so the recipe has to be perfect you yeah. and the, the way you expressing it the the proportions the measurements all those have to be on point i mm. think that's the skill that every food blogger if you are a recipe blogger yes, then you yes. have to you have to master that i think you also have to kind of love technology <laughs> because i don't know unless you can hire somebody to like maintain your website and you know all of that i feel like there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes of maintaining a blog if you are really into like a fancy you you're getting a wordpress or a squarespace or whatever you're getting your website on i feel like that to me is like a bit challenging i'm not a food blogger but i am a blogger so i feel like the yeah. tech part kind of you kind of have to love it <laughs> if you can't outsource it no you absolutely know? absolutely that's something i still have to while well, that's work in progress dutima because that also involves a lot of investment right uh, so you need to as you say you need to hire someone and then you'll have to if you're maintaining a website by somebody then you'll have to pay them monthly whether it is your domain or whether it is a maintenance website maintenance uh, all those things you need to invest on a monthly basis a uh, certain amount of money so then you have to see whether you are earning that much to maintain it and is it adding value to your followers also your uh, yeah. blog readers yeah. is that adding value 
a great website with everything is is that adding value or is the content uh, adding value mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so right. you have to really make a decision whether it is your personal choice whether you like it because everybody is doing it you want to do it or whether you really want to do it which will add value yes so absolutely that is that is something i think if you are professional like you are Uh, meeting clients outside and you have portfolio there and you want them to see and uh, your website is where you're you know directing them to go yeah, check yeah. out your yeah. work i think then i it makes sense to really really uh, put out a great website with everything in place and it's worth the investment mm-hmm. uh, but for me i feel that as i said it's like that old book you know where people come and they have the comfort and they know uh, they're cooking food and you know they don't really require other things Uh, i feel it's it's that one particular recipe they are coming to and if it is not going to change other things are not going to change much and they know it is they know it is the same person you know yes 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 like, it's like that it's like you meeting me suddenly i do different things to myself and i look unrecognizable then there is no point of me right the familiarity so yes yeah the familiarity so i oh. feel uh, i think that each one has to take a call in that department in which field are you in are you going to add value to your um, end customer or end uh, you know user in mm-hmm. that way or what is it that they are looking at why are they coming to your site that you have to just think and decide for yourself mm. so cooking just not go with what the crowd is doing and what others are doing because everyone is different different so absolutely what, yeah so i would say so cooking uh, so i'm mm-hmm. just going to recap so cooking skills mm-hmm. then we have to have the knowledge of food try test and really have a very robust system of coming up with measurements for our recipes then definitely yeah. photo videography tech part whatever else that we want to add that comes naturally to us for a blog so we need to have all of those skills and not just alone love for food love it yeah. all right i'm going and to primary of course we can do all those things this is not a work right when you say itself actually you will have to everything comes that's... together yes <laughs> so many things so my i think you bring up such a great point that photography and videography is really like the backbone of food blogging and i think so many food bloggers have started investing in photography they learn from professionals they learn online so tell us a little bit how did you learn because you started at a very different time and you do both photos and videos so tell us a little bit about how did you learn so i am a self taught photographer and videographer i if i can call myself that <laughs> so it was just learning as i did it it was not i was not looking for perfection that is something i would say mm. uh yeah, i was not looking for perfection it is just as you were saying rightly it is my um, recipes that i wanted to put it out there like you know those lunch box recipes i started with those so it is next day next dish i'm going to cook next day i'm going to share it but if i don't share this today tomorrow it's going to be a different one i'm going yeah, to miss that one yeah so that was my main thing when i started you not know, think much but of course it was always nagging me that uh, why are my photos not so great like why is the angle like this how can i make it better what am i what is the mistake i'm making so if you see the initial photographs this is common for every uh, food blogger i think who started uh, you know those days because there's always a learning curve initially yes. your photos are not that great but as you start practicing and taking photos it changes i did take a few uh, photography workshops but that was much later that mm-hmm. is when i wanted to learn the dslr how to uh, take pictures right. so initially i started with my ipad so my husband had given me an <laughs> ipad 
Yeah. Yeah. So my pictures are from my iPad initially, and then I moved to a iPhone, and then it has been iPhone only. So I do I do uh, double with the DSLR then and now to practice. Mm-hmm. But then my pictures in Instagram and my blog are all from my phone. Oh so wow! So I'm very comfortable with my phone because that is very sustainable for me. See, yeah. As, uh, we are talking about sustainability, right? Yeah. And as I said, everybody has to find out in which they are comfortable in. No point in doing something just because somebody is doing it. You yep. need to know your strengths, and you need to express yourself best. You should. You need to know in which you're expressing yourself best. Absolutely. Uh, in focusing on something else, if I'm forgetting something about styling or the dish, then there is no point. If I'm just focusing on other things and not on my food, then for me it is not creating happiness. Right. So I have to choose something which makes is fun for me first. Otherwise, it becomes like a chore. Then it becomes it's frustrating. And in food, I think uh, your vibrations they they reflect. You know, you cook food when you're dull, it shows. Yes. Uh, when, when you are, <laughs> angry, uh, <when> you cook, <laughs> angry it shows. How much ever beautiful you take, it will show. I can feel that actually. Some days mm. you're dull, and your picture will show. So. so i do not want to force something and do something so i i i which comes naturally to me i do so i'm very comfortable in uh, iphone so i take my pictures in iphone video is also the same there is a certain vibe in which you cook right you think of something and you cook or you're feeling happy or it's just that or you enjoy that part which you do like frying a puri or yeah. making a dosa you're just enjoying that and if you can express that show that to your audience then that's success like that's mm. really nice you're conveying you the know? emotion yes yeah i'm still learning that i won't say that i've done it uh, very well i'm tr- still learning every day so that's how my photography and video- videography skills have are evolving actually yes and i think you bring up such a great point because when we are doing so many things we kind of have to pick our battles we have to find our strengths and we have to play to those strengths and not everybody has all equal strengths so for example for someone like me my niche is photography and the exact opposite happened to me i was spending so much time cooking and in the kitchen that it was tiring me out when i actually was enjoying the photography part so that's why many photographers buy their food to be able to photograph them versus cooking so you did exactly the opposite you were finding that the cooking process is where your love was then why not do something that works for you from a photography standpoint and phone is quick easy that doesn't mean that it is any less in quality you know it still yeah. takes skill and phone sometimes takes more skill so yeah. i i totally see where you're coming from this is so interesting i think you really leave our food bloggers who are listening and you know those who are listening and who are really thinking that oh my god i need to have so many skills you're really leaving them with a lot of leeway and a lot of room for thinking that what are their strengths yeah. really and how they can make their life easier if they don't want to do everything so thank you thank you so much for sharing that i yeah. absolutely love it so let's get into just a little bit more on photography i know that that's not the most joyful part of the process but you do say that you have to bring out the emotion of food right you're creating it in a certain either you're happy and you you've enjoyed your process so when you put your food ready to take a picture what is it that you really try to showcase you know what aspects of photography are you really trying to showcase in your food and this is basically food bloggers to be able to you know narrow down and not get lost in big compositions and making something fancy but as a food blogger what should they be focusing on in photography actually dutima i love photography 
Uh, it's not that I don't love <laughs> yes, it. It's actually, yes. I just love it I, because it helps me to convey, like, talk to my audience, right? So it's a platform for me. And if you see, there are things in my photographs which I love. There will be a piece of jewelry, or there will be a piece of my uh, sari, you yes. know, uh, yes. the blouses or the borders. You know, the colors. If you see, they'll all be the colors which I love. Uh, and the mix of colors, I like to paint also. So I, I, I do paint according to the mood. And ah. I think of a dish, I paint. So I do all these things. So uh, photography is one thing where you can express yourself. So I, I make sure that I'm able to express myself. It's not only the food, but also yeah. the uh, yeah. background of the food. And storytelling. I think you're really telling a story through your photos, especially yeah. that is the time when I got introduced to your work, these are the kind of photos that you were creating. And for me, there was a very strong sense of storytelling because they really portrayed one emotion and two, your background, the yeah. recipes, the essence of recipes. So, so I, I completely see what you're saying you yeah. know, in terms of using those elements for photography. So Absolutely. that is... Absolutely. If I'm using my grandma's uh, vessel, her recipe in her vessel, and even if I have a sari of hers, I use that. It brings a lot of joy to me while I'm doing that. It is only that, uh, you know, maybe I'm not using those gears, like big lights I'm not using, all those I'm not using. But through the photography, I want people to really feel what I'm trying to express. You know, it's the connection. The connection and even the food, it must be appetizing. Like you see that, you know, it is prepared fresh. Yes, and, yes. And, uh, Yes, and with my own hands. If you see the the food plate, will have my hand somewhere because you know. And sometimes it's oily. Sometimes it'll have a dough, a little bit of dough here and there. Uh, yeah. know, I don't mind because I would have stood there for one and a half hours, two hours cooking. At the end of the day, definitely my hand is going to be like that. My back will be paining when I'm taking pictures. But still, if I want to convey it, then I'll have to take that extra effort to you know convey it. So for food bloggers, I would say like. Uh, what are you trying to convey to them? Is it just, are you just showing the food or is it some story that you want to tell them that it has something or is it just the elements in it, the colors and the textures? Is that what you want to focus? So you have to be clear what you want to share that first thing. And second important thing I would say is focus on the light. Mm -hmm. Whether you're using natural light, whether you're using artificial light, get your light right. That is something I feel uh, will change your game completely. You know, you're getting your lighting perfect. If you don't have good light in your kitchen, because I remember during initial days, uh, this I actually did not really observe. Okay, Dhyutima, just like you told me about the workshop and CR also told me about. Like that, another friend told me casually. In fact, she didn't tell me directly. She told me when we were the group of friends, she was staying with me for a week. She was observing me quietly. She did not tell me anything. Uh, when we were all meeting friends get together she was telling you know this girl she takes her she cooks food and she takes the entire thing whatever she takes to the bedroom okay and <laughs> then she will bring her all her props her boards and everything she will place everything then she will take photographs then she will call us and she will she will <laughs> invite us and then we will have food but she does this that was because that time only my bedroom had light and I had to place it down or I had to take a stool or something and, you know, place it in an elevated place and then bring and keep and sometimes and things are very hot, you know, yeah, the yeah. will be pretty hot and uh, will be hot and then from there to here, then here to there. And then again, you have to heat it. Delhi winters are like, you know, so like that. So it definitely requires a lot of effort. 
you have to try different lights whichever is suiting you but that makes a difference it definitely does and i love it because i think this is the part of food blogging that does not get shown people don't understand the amount of back breaking work that you need to do yeah. just to set up like <laughs> cooking is only one little part of it yeah. everything else that goes into it oh my god and photography yes. itself like it's a whole it's probably one of the bigger chunks of yeah. of labor that you need to put in and think about so you brought up a very good point which segues us into the next question you you said your friend she does this every single time every single day so yeah. first of all i have to say that if you're married or your partner is a food blogger you're not going to be very happy <laughs> because <laughs> you always have to wait for food that yes. definitely happens lagu will agree <laughs> and the second thing is that you have to constantly come up with new ideas you have to constantly keep creating recipes like to me you know the fact that you said that you had to share that lunch box recipe that same day because the next yeah. day would be something else so i think that is a really overwhelming part for many folks and especially in today's era where content creation has become like the biggest job one can have you know so tell us like maybe three ways that food bloggers can actually create recipes or content just consistently and easily what would be your top 3 ways yeah the first one i think you answered yourself there is cooking constantly so you have to cook if you are a recipe blogger then you have to constantly cook some will be good some will not turn out great so there will be something which you can share always so one is uh, cooking you know keep cooking and the second thing is i would say that um, as you said experimenting so bring in a lot of new ingredients try new ingredients new vegetables or new fruits or new spices and uh, bring in some fun element in it uh, which will be nice and you will be excited to share actually in that way because you have created something new and uh, you will be bubbling to say something so something happens in town you are immediately wanting to tell someone right oh this happened this happened so in similar way i think uh, you know when you try with new recipes new things mm. new ingredients and something new and yummy turns out you will be excited to share it when you are excited to share it you will share it that consistency will come automatically because it's something new something fresh and uh, you are very interested to share it so i think that is uh, second thing that definitely you will have to uh, mm -hmm. that will help you and the third one i would say is if you can make it uh, get it into your daily routine just the way you do other things uh, like a habit Mm. Uh, yeah today i will do even a small part of it it can be photography it can be cooking it can be blogging can be writing a few lines uh, maybe referring to books anything you know uh, because reading again you you reading you're trying out new recipes or something like that you will again want to try that will again get you back in track and you are in the system every single day you are part of it so if you can make it part of your everyday routine somewhere in the day fit it and uh, it is there then definitely there will be consistency mm so cook more so you have more content cook exciting stuff so that you're excited to yeah. share and you don't feel like it's a chore that you need to do and the yeah. third thing is just make it a habit so that it it's second nature it doesn't feel like you're doing something extra those are so yeah. practical like love it they are so practical and i feel like it's like again a muscle the more you flex it the more it'll work for you fantastic exactly <laughs> so tell me who else helps you in creating so much content like you are on youtube facebook instagram your blog do you have any external help do you have other folks who help you at all in your photos videos 
either permanently or just do you bring professionals in to help you to create more or better content uh actually i don't i don't have uh, anybody helping me out it's my support you know my uh, husband support he appears in my videos and he waits for the food you know because yes. it gets delayed <laughs> as you said <laughs> it's a very important thing because definitely your food will get delayed because after cooking uh it's going to take time to photograph of course i ask him to eat but then he waits for me very sweet of him so that that is one thing and uh, so i have not had any uh, help actually but for a very brief time uh, when i started my youtube channel just before the pandemic i had uh, uh, hired a videographer for just taking the videos for youtube but there was a very short time and then the pandemic hit for three months you know it was and then uh, that's it no physical uh, interaction and all that happened so again back to uh, me taking the videos so i do not have whether it is blogging writing my blog or whether taking pictures or videos i do it all on my own so that's wow. why it, sometimes it gets in a day it takes sometimes it takes even 10 to 12 hours a day uh, you know of work because from prepping to cooking then to taking photographs and then sometimes a recipe takes 2 3 days also to go on air uh so that is a kind of thing I, yeah yeah it's, because it's you need to find people who are yeah it is it is so the, i'm my own team <laughs> oh wow so um it's amazing because you consistently put out content your recipes are innovative creative and secondly i feel like it looks effortless it doesn't look like you're complaining about it and that the the 12 hours of work don't show the only thing that shows is like pure joy whether the way you show up on your videos the way you're cooking a recipe or your husband's appearance you know when you are doing the cooking no <laughs> every time that you are on screen or you put out your food on screen i feel like it shows the joy so it clearly means that one can do it even without help as long as you know you can make it a habit you can be consistent and you know put out things that yeah, you need to put you. in those hours of work definitely you need to put in those hours of work and be really really passionate about it so that is one thing uh, definitely as you say it, it doesn't look you're saying now i think your viewers know <laughs> that it does take so many hours absolutely and the thing is that sometimes what happens is in the comment section if you see they would still ask for a, say i would have already posted the recipe and the next day uh, as i told you like it's not those recipes just i make only for the blog i cook them regularly at home and uh, and i sh- i am sharing them because there's thousands of recipes to be shared all more i've shared more than 1000 but then there is more than so many more recipes for me to share so i have shared a few recipes but still people do ask can you share the recipe and if i tell them <laughs> that i have already shared this do go check out my youtube channel logo and they say can you do a reel of this i still think oh my god i have done this already so i think nowadays i think in social media it's also repeating those yes. same things is also essential because some of them see some of them don't see some of them uh, just say like that, that do share why can't you share the link you know share the link or whatever yeah. you know sometimes yeah. you have to face all those things also so yeah and it's i think that's such content work they That's don't a- understand that there's so much of hours of work involved in creating a recipe it's not like me telling you just like that <laughs> and i think that is such a great point of act, especially when you're cooking every single day you're posting on social media every single day i think it's such a good way to repurpose all content because you never know who's seeing when and you mm-hmm. can always bring back old content because there might be new audience who's wanting to see it absolutely yeah 
So, but tell me one thing, like out of everything, if I have to ask you to point us to one thing, one thing that would be your biggest challenge in food blogging, what is it? I won't be able to place just one actually. Like I told you, in the initial days, I would say photography was a challenge. Initial days, how to take the photos for the blog. That was a big challenge. And as I told you, I was using an uh, iPad. Mm. Then I came to know that iPad has these restrictions. Then new features. Then you have to take, you know, the camera makes a difference. And everything is a learning process. So that time, that was challenging. Then in social media, how do you post in social media? You know, learning how to post in social media. That is a challenge in one time. Again, posting in multiple platforms. How do you do that? You know, and also post it in your blog. So that again is a challenge that you have to learn and do it. Now, moving your blogging pictures to videos. How do you Mm -hmm. do that? The movement. You know, whether you Mm -hmm. want to be in the video, whether you want to show your hand or what is your priority and how do you take it? Do you shoot it yourself? Do you call someone? All those things, you know, those are the challenges. How do people do it? Do you need to get a gear? Do you need to get a stand? Uh, How do you take these shots? Those are all challenges. Next, now the latest I find is you do a recipe, but how do you show the recipe within 60 seconds or 50 (laughs) seconds? Fast. Because some recipes are not... Uh, it's very difficult to compress them. Are we doing it too fast? You know, why should we do it too fast? But then the, it is like that. The format is like that. So that is the biggest current challenge that I'm facing, you know, how to squeeze so much of content in 60 seconds. So every day there is a new challenge. And uh, I I think that will keep coming and we just have to find our our best uh, strengths and just stick to that. So definitely these are challenges, but I think the positive part of these challenges is that everything is learnable. There is nothing Mm. out of this that cannot be learned. It's not like someone is born with these skills. So anyone can learn these skills, like even if they are challenging, there are so many resources, there's so many ways of learning this. So one can overcome those challenges. So thank you for thank you for putting this out that there's a positive spin to the challenges in food blogging. And there is nothing really that can hold someone back just thinking that, oh, it's not for me because it requires you to know da 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 da. So fantastic. Love it. I'm going to switch a little bit of gear now. I'm going to uh, let's talk about, you know, because we've been talking about professional food blogging. So we've talked a lot about creativity and inspiration and photography and the artistic and the passion side of it. I want to switch to the more practical side of it. And so tell us, Uma, do you work with brands and uh, do you monetize your blog right now? Yeah, I do work with brands and uh, my monetization is mainly uh, Instagram and YouTube. Facebook, of course. So it's more of my uh, social media channels that helps me monetize my blog. Ah, yeah, absolutely. And so tell us a little bit about that. Like, how do you reach out to brands? And what is the kind of work that you create for them? And how do you actually decide? Because you have a very solid niche, right? This is the kind of recipes you create. So how do you decide who you work with and who you don't? So fortunately, with God's grace and uh, the love of my followers, uh, brands reach out to me. It's always been that way. And uh, they share their values and they share what they require from me and what is the brief and what is that they, they're looking for. And of course, I also see uh, share my value proposition, how I can bring value to them. And based on that, if it works out and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it really clicks. 
then we work together it's pretty much like you sent me a dm and whether we can do this podcast <laughs> i i had a vibe immediately and we have met before and i know you and immediately we did this podcast it's pretty much like that so you know that brand you have you know grown up with the brand or you know it very very familiarity well. again matches, all right it matches yeah. your values and uh, what you stand for and then yes then the synergies are there and then we work together and healthy is definitely like so for example if you're creating healthy recipes you do you look for the health component in that brand and is that important i would always say that if it is something that i have uh, used or i have ah. bought for my Mm-hmm. or it is some some brand which i have grown up with you know it is there and i've used it and i have grown up with it i know it uh, then i there is no uh, thing at all that's the only thing i see i do i know them have i grown up with them you know uh, yeah. how is it like i have i bought it for my children then yes <laughs> nice <laughs> and, and tell us a little bit like in the capacity of a food blogger or a food content creator what are the different services that one can offer to a brand like let's say creating recipes could be one or you know social mm. media content so just give us a little bit of a breakdown that how you work with brands and what are the services you can you offer them see one you can create recipes for their website if you good in creating recipes then you can create recipes for their website so that is one thing so you can be a food writer mm. uh, or you can write columns that is also there you can write columns for their website you can share recipes if you are into you know maybe ayurvedic practice or you know any other health and uh, those kind of things you can always write for them that is one way you can work with brands another thing is sharing recipes in the social media channels of course you can always do that for them you can do separately videos if you are creating only for the you know channels like every brand has their own uh, social media channel so if you want to create content for them Mm. then of course you can do only for them it will not reflect in yours but then you can be a professional right. uh, uh creator recipe creator for brands as such and even videographer or photographer you can be for brands as such you can do that it will reflect in their website because they may not give you credit but then you get your money right so uh, you know that's a proper uh, so you can do that and of course if you uh, want to take the you know uh, enough uh, you have a considerable amount of audience and uh, then you can take up this uh, you know individually creating content for the brand that is uh, close to your value proposition yes so basically it means that food bloggers have opportunities to make money or collaborate or even work in the capacity of a food photographer there are lots of opportunities that they can creatively think about when they are working with brands have you ever come across like a situation where you're like oh this i do not like this have you ever had a challenging client or a very challenging situation when you were working with a client uh i i think that comes with every uh, brand every client because every brand has their own uh, brand guidelines mm. you know and you have a particular kind of style and you you have a particular kind of working and uh, no timelines kind of thing so um, when you are working with brands that is one thing you know i uh, definitely it puts you uh, in a challenging position where you have to upskill yourself whether it is taking um, shots product shots Uh, you know they would want product shots in a particular way yeah. if it is a video that you would like the romancing shots so they call it romancing shots in a particular way and you will have to do a little bit of back and forth 
sharing it, whether they like it and you will be in the middle of a recipe. But then this is also important and uh, you will have to share that back and forth happens while you're doing shooting. And when you're doing it alone, sometimes when I'm shooting for a brand, it takes an entire day. It mm-hmm. might be just yep, one yep. dish I'm doing. Oh, man. You would see it for 30 to 40 seconds video. But what goes into that takes a day because those product shots are most challenging. That's what they are looking for, right? That's why they're collaborating with you. So those things will be uh, a little bit of a challenge. But then it's again a great learning because I, I learn a lot because which otherwise you don't learn. Yeah, yeah, true. Because it's your content which you're putting it out and your content is always very close to your heart. And you cannot, it's like a baby, you cannot see any <laughs> flaws in it. But the, <laughs> the brand, you're working with a brand, they will pinpoint every little flaw of yours. They can see everything. So, <laughs> you know, you will know, you will know exactly what are the things you have taken it for granted. That and is so Which true. you have not seen. They oh. will see every little honest thing in the video from the background <laughs> to your something is not clean or your cloth is not ironed i remember a brand telling me the cloth was not ironed oh, um, wow. and i t- i told them that's the texture of the cloth you know that's a yeah. tasser cloth and that that has the texture no, yeah. no 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 i had to redo it so you know the reshoot had to happen so this is another day entire day which went you know and oh, wow usually uh for food hmm. bloggers festival time is the main thing festival time so it will actually be a Diwali day but then you will be working it will actually be your uh, new year you know your regional new year your Yugadi or whatever but you will be working so <gasps> those are the things you know that those are challenging working. So those yes challenges, oh, wow. definitely. definitely it helps you to improve later definitely you will think calmly but during that time being a human you will get agitated <laughs> <laughs> and so also also, I think that you've just answered one of my other questions where I asked you that, can we call food bloggers professional food bloggers? I mean, how is this different from a corporate job? So many times as creators, we are almost working all weekends. And now we are even working on holidays and festivals and, you know, a family yes. time. So how are we working any less? If anything, we are working more. So this is oh, this is yeah. so totally a professional <laughs> thing. <laughs> Oh gosh, it's fun, but I can imagine how challenging it must be. In fact, I remember that. Yeah, yes, I remember that day we were taking delivery of our car, and I had the timeline, you know, and I was I was telling the client just an hour, just an hour. So I had to just sneak out for an hour, just get the delivery, come home, and I had to finish the shoot. Like it was like even for your special days and other days, if you have committed to something, then you know it is very very difficult. And most of the times for food bloggers, it is during festivals. That is oh, the yeah. real uh, season, you know? Yes. Yeah, yes. So, yeah. so we're talking about all the hard work that we have to put in and it's literally as much as someone would put in in a corporate job or, you know, even more than that. But tell me one thing, what has been your experience? Like, I think the perception is that does food blogging, you know, can it put food on the table? Can it pay rent? Can someone make enough money or income to support themselves financially? What do you think, Uma? Like, do you think food blogging can be a full-time business generating enough income or not? Yes, absolutely. It can. Uh, you have to just give it 100%. And uh, if it is a full-time, uh, you're into it full-time. Definitely, it is a viable uh, profession. And um, it does take time. Initial days of struggle is there. And every being an entrepreneur in any any field, right? But it is definitely 
a viable profession right and i think that is one of the thing that holds people back from actually moving to a full time blogging job so if you had to give advice to someone who came to you and said that i want to become a full time blogger but right now it's just my hobby or it's just part time i have another full time job what would be your advice how do you think part time bloggers can move to full time blogging that is a very challenging question actually i would ask if they have a partner who can support them that mm. is the first thing i would ask because uh you need that support in the initial days you need somebody to be an anchor for you in the initial days if you have that then definitely you can plunge into it it is going to take a few years for you to establish yourself in the field and then you can earn you know you can be on your own just it, it will equal to your whatever right. you're earning securing But your financial state is very security definitely you will get but for the initial days if you're going to plunge from being a part time to a full time if you have a partner or somebody who is supporting you financially in the initial few years at least then definitely you can get into it otherwise you have to really think if you don't have any other support whether you'll be able to get into it are in a position to get into it at whatever stage of life you are in right and especially so because you said that it does take time it takes time to build your name in the market to start putting your content out there so that it's reaching the right people so it does take a bit of time so it's or you just need to save up so that save you can yeah. make the switch right okay so you would Definitely. say financial stability is the number one um having that is the number one way to actually switch to being a full time food yeah. blogger yeah Definitely. other than that everything is learnable everything is figure outable you just make the switch <laughs> keep going wow okay yes. yeah hmm so that's very practical and i think that's very real for sure mm. that's very real because that is the one inhibition most most people have but i think what is very consoling or uh, encouraging is to know that it can become a full time job and at some point if you really work 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 then yes, you can yes. make it make <laughs> as much as you were making in your previous job or even more yeah. so that is very yeah. encouraging so when food bloggers are actually getting in, getting their foot into the market they are reaching out to brands what would be your advice you know like let's say three tips that you can give to food bloggers who are wanting to reach out and work with brands what would those be hmm so i would say one is um, you'll have to talk you should not have any inhibitions and you should be able to talk to people who are not able to relate to food mm. because not everybody in the brand uh, end will understand food right so you should be able to talk that is one whether it's agency or whether you're talking to the client you should be able to uh, talk without your ego getting in uh, number 2 is explain to them your value proposition you know how you are different and how you can uh, bring in value and uh, what is your idea like you have a certain code and you have just like their brand guidelines you also have a few guidelines for yourself right uh, so which you do not want to change try and explaining that to them yep mm yeah i would uh, say that so it basically comes down to having an expressive conversation and then also yeah. being able to tell them here's what i stand for and here's what i can bring to the table you know and then yeah. see if there's a match just finding that there's a fit or not is very important i guess is okay. that right yeah 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 oh cool and how about pricing like do you have like any ballpark figures or any kind of an advice in terms of pricing like should you price according to recipes according to the time according to the number of photos so how should food bloggers basically price their services in this one i would say 
a very very difficult question to answer so because this depends upon uh, what is the kind of work that you are going to take up uh, whether mm. it is uh, the quantity or whether it is going to be one quality qualitative one thing you are delivering so whatever the deliverables are you know accordingly you will have to price yourself so what is the amount of time you are going to invest Mm. you know uh, how much time is it going to take and if you have to purchase something like it requires a certain amount of things that you have to go buy then what is the cost of those things and if it is a special gear or you want to call a professional photographer or a videographer because the brand is expecting certain things then what is the price it all gets added all up those mm. things you will have to uh, incorporate and then you share your price to the brand definitely the brand is going to come up with their budget and then you decide whether you want you are able to do, take that price whether you it's it's okay for you to do it and um, and then decide or mm. is the brand more important for you to have right. that brand in your portfolio more important uh, at least in initial days you want to take it up even if the pricing is less yeah. is that what you want to do it do it and then as you grow you learn as i told you working with every brand is going to be very challenging it's not going to be less work it's going to be a lot of work a lot and lots of work because uh, you see something but then there's a lot of things behind the scenes uh, so price accordingly i would say so that depends from person to person what are you looking at and is the brand okay with it so yeah so basically pricing comes down to where is the value sitting in the job for you is it the name of the client is it you know it's really about getting the money and also how and where you're seeing the amount of uh, where your skill set really needs to be put in so it's a measure of your skill talent interest value it's all of that that comes together in pricing and and come up with a benchmark that okay beyond this is a job that you would not accept or something like that that works so that you don't feel like you're putting in so much and not getting the return and that can totally suck away the joy i guess right yes so i have one last question uma this has been so wonderful and i really want to drill down because i feel that as a creator it always comes down to positivity passion mm. happiness this really becomes the foundation of how we create and how we even if it is our business how we move forward and for mm. us so for me i have to say that i'm your audience i'm sitting on the other side and i'm seeing your success for me i'm seeing the 10000 awards you know the 10000 different magazines the publications where you're featured and for me you are successful i'm seeing that you know and so from that perspective you are a very successful food blogger to me how about yourself like how do you see your success and how do you measure success for yourself because i feel like as a creator it's very easy to always undermine yourself to always feel you're not good enough compare yourself so first question would be how do you see your success how do you do you see yourself successful or not and secondly for any food blogger who are out there in the market how should they find success and what should they find success in see uh, like you said success i think is something that makes you happy right so are you happy creating content are you happy sharing your recipes are you happy cooking is this what you wanted and is this what makes you happy so that is something you always have to see and uh, that is something that makes me happy and i know that i want to do this so as a food blogger if you are want success first thing is thus sharing the recipes thus taking videos or photos or putting it as a blog does that make you happy 
if it makes you happy you are successful because you have found your thing you know you have found uh, what you are good at you have found happiness that is something everybody wants right what i want to be or what i want to become we it's very difficult to find out what we are good at we keep dabbling it so i realized it only when i was 40 so it took so many years x amount of years so there's no hurry and uh, find out what makes you happy find out what you are good at and what what you are happy at that is definitely success and for me personally i feel i share my recipes and if even one person tries it out and shares the feedback with me that is success for me that is happiness for me <laughs> oh wow <laughs> because that is the that is the real thing why i am sharing right that is that is why i am sharing recipes not for anything else not the awards and other things that is only because of the love what people give and maybe for the hard work but the real happiness is when a person tries out the recipe like yesterday i shared the mint uh, ginger rasam recipe immediately somebody tried out uh, click photograph and shared that it is soothing for my throat because now seasonal change is happening at my place only even i am having the allergy my daughter is not down my husband is not, not so uh, well because of the weather I, it's the same thing everywhere right if yeah, it's happening yeah. here it's happening everywhere and this rasam helped me uh, it is really soothing for my throat that's why i shared the recipe and somebody tried out and said it's soothing for my throat i'm very happy <laughs> Oh wow that is, that is success for me that is what motivates me to keep like you said consistently share why i want to share i feel even one person benefits uh, because of my recipe one meal is done at home and they had amazing meal one memorable meal like you say said about the idlis and that yep. you know yep. i am very happy <laughs> i am very happy it was a memorable meal right uh, it yes. will be a cherished memory and i am part of that family i am part of that meal somewhere small little contribution is there oh, uh, wow. that is happiness for me that is success that's why i keep mentioning it i keep yes. even in my instagram i keep mentioning it that uh, your feedbacks mean the world to me and do share your feedback and people do share feedback i'm very very happy amazing <laughs> and i i have no doubt that this truly does mean success to you because you come from a place of passion and you do it out of love and joy and that's why you've been able to reach another height i feel like mm. you've taken things to the next level only because you weren't chasing anything material you have one bigger purpose in food blogging and you've kind of chased that and that has led you to a lot of milestones a lot of you know material successes i would say which are also important they are kind of endorsement of our love passion and hard work and i feel like you've achieved that so i think as food bloggers as creators we kind of have to keep our bigger purpose yeah. you know it's like keeping your eye on the ball so our bigger purpose is <laughs> the ball and wow Because other things really really demotivates you you see if you are only for the likes or the follows some days it will come in millions some days they will not even be you know yep. 10000 or 5000 or whatever views that is not going to keep you happy at all one day you will be thrilled jumping and one day you will be very sad why my post is not reaching why nobody is seeing my post you know if that is going to be your thing then you are going to easily get demotivated but if you have a bigger joy or bigger happiness yep. bigger aim you are really doing it then i think it will just flow it will it will but and then if you are going to as you said professionally get into it you need an anchor for to have this joy otherwise definitely you will have to be behind brands mm. if you have a Uh, bill to pay and you are at the thing then you have to definitely uh, 
have an anchor otherwise it is very difficult and that that passion that place of passion enjoys the anchor yes fortunately with god's grace i had it that is why i, I didn't have to worry about other things and i had to do uh, ah that do is this. the financial stability that is that what you definitely, mean? Yeah? definitely. Ah, all right okay i love it i just love the positive mm-hmm. note on which we are ending this episode thank you so much for sharing you know i feel like you've taken away the complexity you've made everything look like it's all doable anyone can do it as long as you have your heart in the right place you have the money in the right wallet and also <laughs> you're ready to work hard so i think that you really put those three things into perspective thank you so much uma for being here and before you go can you please share your social media handles with our audience so they know how they can see all your lovely beautiful recipes i have an instagram handle at masterchef mom i have a youtube channel masterchef mom please do subscribe and uh, i blog at masterchefmom.blogspot.com so all my recipes 1100 plus recipes are there on my blog so do uh, check it out but don't forget to subscribe to my youtube channel and of course i have a facebook page by the same name masterchef mom and Fantastic. thank you ma for giving me this opportunity i hope i added some value to your uh, viewers and uh, because i have shared whatever uh, little learnings i have got through the years of blogging so much to go still but i hope i have added some value i think your little learnings are very big learnings for a lot of us so thank you for being so generous in sharing your knowledge and i'm sure that you've left a lot of folks with inspiration and the hope to be able to become professional food bloggers so thank you uma for being here thank you so much thank you dutama hope to see you soon So that was Uma and wasn't she exactly like how I described her she's simple she's humble and yet she takes things to the next level i mean her achievements her awards are a testimonial to her amazing work and i know that she called her work as you know little learnings i think they are very big learnings and for me i think that we can learn skills we can learn technology we can maybe even battle with financial instability but 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 if we don't have the right mindset we can never thrive as a creator and i definitely see food blogging as an art because it comes from a form of art which is cooking it that is where it kind of rises from so i feel that the ending was very strong for me and so just having that one thing that will bring happiness to you in food blogging just establishing that right in the beginning i think that is what can set you up for success i think that's why uma is so successful because all that matters to her is did someone create my recipe did someone like it and that is all that she's chasing so definitely have your heart in the right place when you're food blogging but other than that the challenges the clients the values the tech you know the support and the finances that you need to have i think uma left us with a lot of insight into that and if you have ever debated whether you should turn your hobby of food blogging into profession then i am certain that you got a ton of answers here all right but if you do have more questions then please send them to me at hello@myfoodlens.com or you can send me a dm on instagram at gutama_myfoodlens all right i'll see you next week with another episode bye bye